Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. And be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we continue our study of the book of 1 Thessalonians. If you have a Bible with you, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and follow along while I read. Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ, to establish and to exhort you in your faith that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction, just as it had come to pass and just as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith, for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you, for this reason, brothers, In all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. For now we live, if you are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day, that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. In this chapter, Paul is expressing to the Thessalonians his desire to see them face to face, but he couldn't wait to hear how well they were doing, so he sent Timothy to them to, to get an advanced report. Timothy had returned to him and, and said glowing things, so Paul was very encouraged and wanted to express this to these Thessalonian Christians. As we see Paul's description of them from the report of Timothy and his affection for them, we are reminded of their faith, hope, and love. Those are mentioned in this chapter, and it takes us back uh, to two episodes ago when we were looking at the first chapter, and we saw that these Thessalonians had become an example to all the other churches because they had a faith, a hope, and a love that worked. So he returns back to those themes and mentions them again, and and we see in this that there are results that come from having a faith and a hope and a love that works. You see, these disciples of Christ, these people who were following Christ, were doing things that were results of them being grounded in this faith, hope, and love and being active in it. I see about four things here that we can see in this case that are results of faith, hope, and love that works. One is that when that's going on, 
disciples are very eager to be together. Paul in this whole chapter is saying, you know, we just couldn't stand it anymore. And we had to send Timothy to find out what was going on. But we are so eager to be with you and be face to face with you because of all that we've been through together, because of all that you've done as a result of hearing the word and and the example you've become. Paul wanted to be where they were, and they had sent word to Paul that they wanted him to come back. They wanted to see him again. These disciples were eager to be together because their faith, hope, and love was working. Also, we see that disciples are eager to strengthen one another when these things are at work. Paul wanted to come to them. He wanted to send Timothy to them. They were sending back encouragement. They were looking to make each other stronger by the things that they shared with one another. We also see in this chapter that the disciples were eager to comfort one another. Paul said that they had been afflicted and distressed in verse 7, but they had been comforted about the Thessalonians through their faith. So they were eager to share these things with each other so that comfort would be given. Paul wanted them to know he was okay. They wanted him to know that his work was bearing fruit. They brought comfort to one another. And then in verse 9, we see that Paul says that that he is full of joy, and they were desperately wanting to come to them face-to-face to share that joy. Disciples who are active in faith, hope, and love are eager to bring joy to one another. So when we take this example of the Thessalonians and we hear what Paul has to say about them, we can certainly bring that forward into our time, into our own personal lives and into the uh, lives of our church communities and realize that if we're not eager to be together, there's something wrong. Faith, hope, and love are not active in that group. We need to be eager to be there. And if the rest of the group's glad to be together, but we don't want to be with them, the problem may be within us. But if we're going to follow the example that Paul says the Thessalonians are for all churches, we have to be eager to be together. When we're not wanting to assemble, when we're looking for excuses to avoid coming together with other Christians, We need to look at ourselves and see what's going on in us. Where is our faith or our hope or our love weak? If we can easily miss assemblies of the saints and not find encouragement there, it's possible that we're a part of the wrong community of believers, but very often it's something within us that needs to change. As Paul talks about their faith, hope, and love. He teaches us more about these aspects of Christian life and and how they work. First, he mentions in verse 2 the faith of the Thessalonians. Uh, He wanted Timothy to come and make sure that they were firm in the faith, that they were being exhorted in the faith. And what we see from this is that faith must be cultivated. Faith must be grown and developed. God does the growing, God does the developing, but it's something that we should see happen in our lives. It can't be stagnant. It's either increasing or it's decreasing. There's not another option. 
And we see a parallel to this in our physical body. If our physical bodies aren't being fed and exercised properly, then we see muscle mass and fitness deteriorate. But if we are committed to eating healthy and exercising, we see our physical bodies become more fit. Paul lets us know the same thing about our faith, that unless we're feeding ourselves good things from God's word and we're exercising our faith, putting it into practice, we're not as healthy as we can be and our faith is not growing as it should. We also need to see the importance of of having our own faith. Paul had passed on his faith to these folks, but they had to develop their own faith. And that had to to do with being able to withstand temptation. If I don't have my own faith, if I only uh, can recite to you things about other people's faith, when I am tempted, I may find it difficult not to give in. If I have my own faith, I know where I stand and why I stand there and am less susceptible to giving in to that temptation. Having my own faith also makes it possible for me to give gratitude for my brothers and sisters, for those people who are on that journey with me. If it's my faith and it's something that I'm exercising and experiencing for myself, those people who are making that journey with me are are more special to me because we're working together. We have a common goal. If all I know are things about other people's faith and I've just intellectually agreed with them, I don't have that camaraderie where we're working together and so I don't have the same level of gratitude for them. We also need to have our own faith so that we can help one another build stronger faith. If all I can do is tell you the things that I've been told, if I'm not learning more and growing more and and experiencing more, I, I don't have as much to offer you in the way of helping you build your faith. And so it's important for me to have a faith of my own that's growing and vibrant so that I can help others grow. Paul in verse 10 said, you are witnesses and God also how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward the believers. Paul says that you could look at us and and see that we were working with you and, and that helped you in your faith because of the way we conducted ourselves in faith. It's very important. Uh, not only that we understand faith must be cultivated, it's, it's something that must be our very own. Not something we recite from others, but something that it goes to work because it's growing in us. We're feeding ourselves and exercising that faith properly so that we're healthy. We also see here that this idea of love shows up over and over again in this letter. It shows up over and over again in the New Testament. Jesus says it was the most important thing that we could come to understand and practice in our Christianity, that everything else flowed out of that. And so we see here, as Paul speaks of these people and uses them as an example for others, that our love must overflow. We don't need to be asking questions like, well, do I really have to do that? Am I obligated to do these things for other people? We need to be letting love flow out of us. The the question very often ought to be, am I doing too much? Do I need to set more healthy boundaries? Not, uh, do I have to do that? I think most of the time when we ask God, do I have to, we're already in the wrong frame of mind. 
God is asking, who is willing to do more? Who is willing to help me? And he looks for the reply as from the prophet, here am I, send me. Caring about other people makes that easier. When love flows out of us, we're eager to meet the needs of other people. But he also speaks of hope here. And hope needs to be the thing that attaches us to the Lord's appearing. Paul says here in verse 13, the last verse of the chapter, so that he may establish your hearts, talking about Jesus, he may establish your hearts blameless and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus with all of his saints. Paul says here that as these people have developed this hope, it is that attached them to a, a strong desire for the Lord's return and, and a preparedness for that. And in that connection to Jesus, uh, having him direct their steps, uh, they would have their hearts fixed in holiness. Having your heart fixed in holiness means that, that you're rooted, that you're stuck there. This holy behavior is where I'm stuck, is where I'm going to be, is where I'm going to persevere until the Lord's second coming. They knew that Jesus was coming back. They didn't know when. So rather than get caught off guard, they they stuck themselves. They glued themselves down inside holiness. Uh, They were committed to living a holy life because they knew it was the work that Jesus had left them to do until he returned. Waiting on the Lord meant that they would do what he said until Jesus said stop. But it also has another effect, having this hope attached to the Lord's second coming. They were able to stand before God as blameless because Jesus would be presenting them, because Jesus would be defending them and advocating for them. They had confidence that there was nothing to fear when Jesus did return because it would be to join them to God the Father for all eternity. They would be blameless before him. We see that Paul had deep affection for these people, but it was easy to have that affection because both he and they had this faith, this hope, this love that was at work. They knew the faith must be cultivated. They knew that their love would overflow and their hope was attached to Jesus himself. Are we a church? Are we a people who can say that? Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org. Or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 